plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And we are Cantrip Cartel. Not quite sure what to say here yet, and we're here to talk magic. How are you doing today, Matt? Oh, good enough, I guess. Uh, good enough, he That's guesses. been my, kind of my generic answer the past couple weeks, is I'm good enough. So, yeah. Um, Thanks for not coming to Pioneer again. It was good not seeing you. Yep. It was great. How'd you do? I had a lot of fun. I got to play, so I last I played Recto Sacrifice again. Uh, I got... Uh, uh, shout out to Mono Wolf, our patron. He heard I was looking for some fa uh, Fable the Mirror Breakers. He hooked me up on a really good deal. Really appreciate that. And so, on top of being a patron, he gets an extra shout out for helping me get a little closer to finishing out this Rakdos deck. I went two one. I got uh, stomped. So we played. I played a game before the tournament, and then I played in the tournament. We went six people, a little smaller. But with Cancer Cartel pitching in, it always pays the same. Yeah. Always pays great. Um, I mean, I think relatively great for a small little F and M style thing, but. Is playing against 80 card Yorian, and it's a four color Fires of Invention deck. And every game we played, he had turn four Enigmatic Incarnation, which allows him to sacrifice his enchantments and go get a creature with plus one CMC. Gotcha. And I can't beat that. I can't beat the 80 card Yorian deck every single turn, getting to just tutor up a three, four, five, or seven drop out of his deck. Yeah, that makes sense. So lost those, and just, of course. 80-card Yorian had a turn four, I think, every time. The last game we played, he might have played it on, like, turn five. But, like, he played it, and I was like, yeah, I just scoop. I'm good. I don't, we don't need to do <laughs> We've this. We've seen this the past three games. I yeah. don't need to sit through it again. I almost beat him in the second one where he played it, but I already had a board going, and I almost beat him. Uh, but he builds a deck well, and he's got a bunch of lifelinkers in there, so he can fish out some lifelinkers, get some lifelink going. Up and... and well, my whole plan is to trickle you down like two to five points a, a, a turn, and you're, you start gaining three back a turn. Start and gaining it's three, almost. It's kind of like playing yeah. burn, where it's well, just like when we played the first time. He uh, he went to because of course he plays that stupid leyline binding. So we went to leyline binding one of my things, and I was like, well, I'll just sack it in response and like do a damage to you, whatever. And the next turn he played enigmatic incarnation, and of course because it's an end step trigger. End step, he sacked the Leyline Binding for a Titan of Industry, cool. which is like an 8-mana or 7-mana seven 7-7. Seven, seven Giant thing. Yeah, the ETBs, it has Trample, Reach, it makes a 4-4, four, four, or puts a Shield Counter or something, or gains you 5 life. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can't beat that. <laughs> can't beat that at all. Oh, shit. Oh, and then he also had a Kiki Jiki that had flipped, so he's ready oh, to start gotcha. copying. It was, yep. It's hilarious. Cool. ETB, ETB. Yeah, like you were talking about, just make a bunch of them. Yep. Yeah, so I... Scooped it up. So it was fun. I had a great time. Uh, do you want to give another shout out to DC? He talked to me about over the weekend, he played in a Pioneer RCQ with a brew, absolutely nowhere on MTG Goldfish. Uh, it's a mono green curve deck we've talked about a lot. Yeah, it's a very yeah. good deck he has. You've played against it. And I think he came in, uh, he made top eight. Oh, did he? I think he got knocked out. He didn't make it to the, to the quarterfinals or to the semifinals, would be. I think he got knocked out right away. And I gotcha. think he said the top eight, the top four was like Rakdos mid range, Rakdos mid range, Rakdos mid range, and like green devotion. Gotcha. It was all what you expect to see. But like he climbed to the top. He made it. He even told a really funny story that I'm going to steal from him, but give credit. He was playing against an opponent. And I can't remember the situation, but the opponent had him locked out. Mm -hmm. And it, the, the discussion went, and I'm paraphrasing DC, but the, as he told the story, was like the opponent's looking at him like, why aren't you conceding? I have you locked out. And Doug's like, or DC's like, oh, you haven't shown me a clock. He's like, is there? A, do you and do you have a way in your deck to, to beat this? And he's like, I don't know. We'll see when you kill me. 
Right. And then like six turns later, he slammed a questing beast and attacked. And the dude said, uh, prevent combat damage? Uh, you can't. And DC said, read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and won. Right. And the guy was like, why didn't you tell me you had that card? And he's like, I'm not going to give you six turns to find an answer for it. Right. It's not my obligation yep. to help you beat me, dude. Uh-huh. It's your obligation. If you want to, how many times, like Jake and I had this like hour and a half long game where we were sitting in my living room. And he was, we were de- uh, messing around with like proxy decks, and he was playing lands, and I was playing elves. Yep. It was to the point where we, I almost decked. Yep. I think I had Tabernacle out, and right. I was it, like, doing you had something. Wastelanded mo- me out, like I was wasteland. I think I like my, I had P fire going, but I was like, yeah, just. And I was just like, I'm not because I is, didn't have a way to win. And this was me sitting in my living room. I'm like, you're gonna have to present something other than dealing me one damage a turn with punishing fire. Yeah. You get one, one other thing. Yeah, and if I you play scream. no creatures, yeah. I can deal you one damage a turn. Right. So yeah, same make, thing abs- with DC. Absolutely. And I mean, carry them to the top <laughs> eight. Absolutely, make them kill you. Well, do you have a way to? Do you have a way to beat this? I don't know. That's not my problem. That's not. Yeah, I don't have to tell you that. Yep. We'll see. We'll see your decks first. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He absolutely found the line and took it, and it was a really, it was a really yeah. fun story to live through. Him, obviously, I didn't get to play it. Speaking of RCQs, though, this Saturday, uh, my wife is working. We've got a local RCQ at uh, Tier One, our local card, one of our local card shops. I think I'm gonna get this Rakdos deck kind of finished. Uh, DC's loaning me a bunch of cards, so extra shout out again to DC. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna get this finished up, and I'm probably gonna go see if I can do any good. Probably won't win any money. I don't think there's like a there's only a money payout if enough people show up, and so that's, that's kind of whatever. Yeah. But maybe I'll go spike a tournament and I'll qualify for a regional championship. It'd be Ooh. pretty cool. How you doing, Matt? Yeah. About the same. We've just been, you and I, went in our free time, we've both been playing uh, Satisfactory. Yeah, I got on a little bit, and uh, I should say a little bit. I mean, the weekend kind of got absorbed by Satisfactory. Yeah, well, that's I, basically all. I think, honestly, that's why my back hurts. I think that chair's pretty much on its way I out. I think it is. I've sat in it, it's a little, it's like cocked forward. And it's starting to and, lean as well, too. Yeah. It's, so, like, my back's been kind of hurting. You need to. Because I probably spent, like, 14 to 20 hours in it playing Satisfactory this you weekend. Drop, you need to drop three or 400 bucks and get you another yeah. nice new chair. I think we only spent like $100 on that, 150 It's not even a nice one. It's nice-ish, but it's not like a nice chair. But Yeah, we've just been playing Satisfactory. I um, told Matt, but I haven't told the yes. So I'm, I'm 28. I'm not old. I'm I'm, I'm a relatively young guy. Uh, I'm old enough, though, that I have to wear blue light glasses if I game yeah. too long. If I play games for more than like three or four hours, I, I start crying. Mm-hmm. My eyes just start watering nonstop and like... So, so even on so Saturday and Sunday, which I played a lot on Saturday and a bit on Sunday because it was my anniversary, but not a bunch. I wore my glasses pretty <laughs> diligently. I still went to class on Monday, and I do most of the reading, and I couldn't read the slides. Kinda it blurry. just hurt too bad. Yeah. It's not blurry. I can see. It just hurts so much. So I'd have someone else I'd had to read. Even with the glasses, my eyes are weak. Yep, I'm getting old. That's and funny. so I was telling that, and uh, Noah, one of my classmates who's eighteen, he literally fresh out of high school. Most of the, most of us in there are like between twenty four and. And forty. Mm-hmm. Noah's straight out of high school, eighteen, and he looked over and he's like, "I don't have any problems. I can play games all day long. Don't bother me." And I was like, "I hope you get to keep that because I used to do that too." Yep. And now I'm twenty eight and I can't play Satisfactory for more than two hours. I still can. Doesn't bother me one hey, bit. It obviously doesn't doesn't hit everybody the same, but it it, will, it, it hit me. It does keep me up though. So yeah. like, I use a blue light filter on my phone, which I don't know whether or not it helps, but it. I've turned it on. I have it set so it's basically on the entire time I'm awake. And the funny thing is once you get used to using a blue light filter, everything kind of looks like shit without it. Because, like, it's really bright. And, I mean, it makes sense, but it's also very blue. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, it's kind of obnoxious 
when like, cause I've been awake when I'm like browsing Reddit or whatever. And the blue light filter turns off cause I either got up too early or stayed mm. up too late. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, the hell is this? And I yeah. just scroll down and turn it back on. Yep. I've got all mine turned. I think I got mine turned back. I got mine turned on. I'd like it better. But, but yeah, it's uh, I'm getting old, Matt. Yep. We did get a lot of stuff done satisfactory though. I got a, we did a really cool design on the factory this time. I, uh, I tried, so I, I tried and I know you tried to make like a coherent factory that makes everything that all mixes in together and, you know, getting offsite parts in and it is, I'm sure not impossible, but as far as we're concerned, fucking impossible to make the belts all wrap around to each other. And this makes this to get to that and move over here. And so I did is I made, I made uh, essentially a three level factory. The main level has all the machines making shit, and it has uh, vertical conveyor belts that just run straight up into the ceilings. In the ceiling, there's like a 5 to 10 foot little hidden gap section where the belts are just a mishmash of just fucking everywhere, just straight wherever it needs to go. And, and then above pure spaghetti. That, yeah, pure spaghetti. And then above that is the, sto- is the beautiful storage system where everything runs in and gets stored and organized super well. So if you look at the top, it looks great. You look at the bottom, it looks super clean. Look in the middle, it's a nightmare. Yep. <laughs> but we don't go there. We don't talk about that. Yep. I've been working on, uh, so they, uh, for, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but they just pushed through a new patch a few months ago or whatever. It's update six. And so we've been tinkering around with that. Um, so I'm working on getting turbo ammo. That's kind of my next goal. Uh, so they improved, like, they're supposed to change a lot of, like, the enemies and what, like, their AI to some degree, some of that was supposed to be tweaked, and, like, they added a whole bunch of different guns and whatnot. And you I know that I was, gear slots. I was disappointed the enemies were still there. Right. But, I mean, it does give you a reason to make guns, which I'm okay with. So there's that. Yeah. It's kind of like Minecraft where you're like, Ammo well, digging. all this armor and everything is pretty useless if I don't have enemies to fight. <laughs> Amazon, or Amazon, ammo did get a lot easier to make, too. Yes. As... So, been working on that. Um but that's basically the only game I've been playing. Just based pretty much whenever I'm into Satisfactory, I don't really do anything else. It's kind of time consuming, and it's not only is it time consuming, but it's very engaging. And so, like, I completely lose track of time when I'm yeah. playing it. Like, I'm I, somebody could be talking to me, and most of the time I can't. Like, I will register there's noise going on. Yep. I'm not actually listening. It's so good for people that are goal oriented because mm-hmm. it's just very much about like building a goal of like getting this resource done or getting this part built or getting this machine set up and, and getting to make it look good and work on tweaking it and it all just builds on itself. So like you're never, it's a whole like never done thing. Yeah. Or like, okay, the cool, this is done. So I guess I should put two more over here and then how do I, you know, and you're just immediately into the next problem solving. It's all super slick and quick. There's no fuss. There's no waiting. Yep. It's very good if you like, like setting little mini goals and like achieve that goal and, that's how you lose like six hours of just yeah, goal to like, goal to goal. It's not like grindy or random goals either. Mm-mm. It's not like a gotcha game or anything where like there's plenty of games that have goals where it's, you're just kind of, it's luck. Yeah. This is just like, yeah. I cannot progress until I solve this yep. problem. And it's all numbers too. Yep. It's all like this makes this many per minute. It needs this many per minute. I can harvest this many per minute from the ground that makes this many per minute. So I need this many things making the thing. And Yep. And how do I get that many? And yeah. like. How do I transport it around? Once in a while, you hit a bit of a breakdown where you kind of have to wait for a... Like, unless you want to make 10 machines, you have to make you have to let one machine work overnight. Yeah. And you have to get a bit of a stock up, built, uh, built, uh, stock built up. But that's that's pretty rare as far as the game is. Of course, like the whole, all the hours you'll play in a game, that's pretty rare. Not to mention, a lot of times when you do that, when you get to where like, oh, I just need to get this going, 
you can go find a project to do for an hour and a half, and whatever you probably needed 150, they're done. Yeah. And now you can get that and work on your next thing. It's yeah. pretty fun. I love Sass Factory so much. I do too. It was, I knew I would love that game because I played a little bit of Factorio, Factorio, and uh, before that, the big one was uh, modded Minecraft. I played the Tekkit, yeah. the original Tekkit. Oh my God, I was so into that. I mean, I was playing like every hour I wasn't at work, I was playing it. And every minute of downtime I had at work, I was planning out my factory in Tekkit. Yep. <laughs> like that was so much fun. And then they just made a whole game out of it. Yep, they made that a game. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It looks yep. great. It runs really well. For what you, for how big the world is and how much shit going on. Yeah. Like it's not like the graphics aren't like the best. It all looks reasonable, basically, is kind of how I, think I it look looks, at it. It looks pretty good. But like for what it is, it looks amazing. Yeah. That's the thing with me. Like it's, the, it's crazy how good it looks for to me. For everything going on to have it run that well. Yeah. It should look like shit. Yeah, you're having, and I mean, and it has models moving like on conveyor belts. You can yep. see the sulfur moving down. Hundreds of like, and, oh, thousands, thousands, tens of thousands. Yeah. So it's crazy, and multiple trains running, and and just and the way the game is set up, it, it, like it has to get the whole world loaded yep. to have all of our factories running. It's crazy. It's a very, it's very cool. Let, let's quit sucking. Let's quit sucking Satisfactory's dick and talk about magic, though. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, before we start. As we do every week, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons. We've got Emperor, who puts our stuff up on Reddit, and has been doing a lot of really kind of interesting work in the Discord. On he put a whole uh, comparative list together, looking at like modern Delver, which is not Delver, but it's basically Delver yeah. versus Legacy Delver, and some of the comparisons. It was really cool to kind of look through that a little bit. I haven't read all of it, but it's it looks like he put a lot of work into it, and it's kind of fun looking at it. We've got Ramblin' Rogue, uh, Derek and Ashley with the Family Gathering podcast. There are you know our sister podcast, our pod cousins. Uh, we've got Eric. Monowolf, Monowolf, who helped me out on getting those uh, beautiful Fable the Mirror Breakers. Super huge thank you to him. Ethan, CJ, Nate, and Jameson. So thank you all for being a patron. Thank you all for helping support us. If you listening want to support us, hit us up at patreon.com forward slash Cartel. We have all the tiers available down from $1 all the way up to being, I think we still have the like be a co-host where you can like once a month, yeah. we'll bring you on in a Discord and you can Within reason, co-host the show. You can't come in and take it over and, you know, just swear the whole time and be dumb. But if you want to, you know, be a part of the show, it, we'd love to have you. And then all the way down to one dollar tier, where you can, you know, that gives you access to the Discord. And you can hop in and talk to us all the time. We're always chatting about something in there, some dumb card or some. We had a, we had a whole discussion the other day on what modern would be like if we banned all the fetches and it is it for the better or for worse and what should it be and are the fetches good and and you know <laughs> tangents ensue <laughs> yeah that's that's what our that's what our discord is so we'd love to have you come and join and be a part of the show but even if you're just listening on apple or google spotify we super appreciate it uh but that's all i've got for that part so matt how is legacy looking i don't know <laughs> yeah we so- have a lot less data so, uh, in case you haven't heard yet, uh, what was the name of the company? Daybreak, Daybreak Games. Games. They have now officially taken over running MTGO. Yes. And that happened this weekend for these challenges. Um, so, we have significantly less data than we normally do. Yeah. For perspective, um, we pull from MTG Goldfish, and they have bots or whatever that pulls the data and organizes it into top 32 and the percentages. Yeah. And- that didn't happen. Yeah, we're just working off the M- mtgo.com. Which uh, can't even put their own top eight in order. Yeah, the top eight's not in order. We don't have any uh, 
like metagame breakdown or anything nope. like that this week. So basically, we could have. We're going to well, tell the... you what, Matt. Let's just mute the mics. The lists are here. Let's write down every single list and we'll start doing the math. No. So <laughs> what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to read off first place and then so we'll know who won and then we'll cover the whole top eight. But I'm, they're not going to be in any particular order or anything like that. What if I told you? Oh, it's the same list twice. So I was looking through it. was like I saw two elf lists. No, Pepe in 12th place got listed twice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they haven't ironed all the kinks out yet. Yeah, they're still... Well, in, in fairness, it seems like the tournament ran fine. Yeah. yeah Just the, the, the data... Although there was... Uh, from what I read, playing went smoothly. Because they had to transfer all this over... Uh, the servers over. I think you had to, like, uninstall the client and reinstall it because of some old, like, server... Uh, technology or something that like that. Sense. I don't remember all the details, but like basically it boiled down to like that software was designed to connect to one set of servers and you could not, Yep. they couldn't change the servers <laughs> it connected to without reinstalling it and changing the software. That sounds like something MTGO would do. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so I read that and I was like, makes perfect sense. Ab- absolutely. If I it, and I like, I have to go home and uninstall it, and I'm not one bit surprised or upset. Yeah. To be fair, it doesn't take very long to install. Oh, it or does download. for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. But in Remember reality, the sticks. <laughs> yeah. If you get more than ten megabits a second, yeah, should try getting my uh, one gig up and down. It's pretty good. I and would do so many things for one gig up and down. What we need to do is get like twenty miles of Ethernet. Just boy. Like spend a week just like sneaking around through neighborhoods and on back roads. Over roads? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Did I tell you I was at class? Hey, that's more realistic than your current goal of getting no shit. I tell you I was in class one day and one of the guys was complaining about his internet. And I was like, what speeds do you have? And he's like, I got about 600. And I was like, yeah, dude, I have 12. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why don't you go someone else? And I'm like, a year and a half ago, there was no one else. Yeah, I'm glad I got the 12. Yeah, I was ecstatic <laughs> because a year and a half ago, we had to have a hotspot on my phone, on my wife's phone, and we had to buy a third hotspot device so that we had enough data to get through the month. Yep. Now you got 12, though. 12. And you know what? I love it. It's good enough. I can watch YouTube all night long. That's all you I need. I love it. Get some 480p. We couldn't watch TV at night. Yeah. Because you can't just leave the TV. We're on hotspot. We have. It's one of those things where like it slows it down to unusable rates. Yeah. I, we can't just leave YouTube running all night. Yep. You're just burning through your data. Yeah. That you're not using. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much, Frontier for twelve. I wish Frontier. I would literally. I tried. I'll pay. I would pay Frontier for two plans. I'll pay you double so I can have twenty four. Yeah. Just run they, another wire out. They won't my give house. it to me. But thank you for twelve. Thank you for twelve. Anywho, so <laughs> yeah, we've got Baku ninety one that brought it home. With blue red Delver. Uh we t- we decided yes. we're not going to try I here's the thing. If if I if I had gotten over here earlier, we could have. I could have taken half an hour and gotten these lists put in order. I didn't and we didn't. So we'll we will put first place, uh first place will get the credit they deserve for getting first place, Baku will, and for modern two. But the rest of the, we're gonna read the lists in order on this website. They are not in order. These are not first, second, third, fourth, fifth, other than Baku coming in first. Like these are not gonna be in order. Yep. So we don't normally talk about blue red Delver. But there are some interesting tweaks that I do want to mention. So we do have two counterbalance in the main. That's pretty big. That's a that is a <laughs> clear shift yeah. um, for Delver's strategy to move into running two counterbalance in the main. I mean, that's right. I don't did uh, did Top Miracles run two or four? Uh, they, they probably ran. They probably ran three or four minimum. They probably ran three. But yeah, the uh, 
Like when I was playing Blue White Control a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was only running two. Yeah. Well, the with Top Miracles, that was like the backbone of the deck. I guess that's fair. With top, so like you really wanted to hit one, but but still, two counterbalance is a lot. Two counterbalance in a what's ostensibly a tempo deck mm-hmm. is pretty good. But what that screams to me is how inbred the meta is. Yeah. Like because oh, your primary way of locking them out with the. Uh, Counterbalance is just to put something I'm telling on top you what, that costs one. I have it on good authority from Watsy that Legacy is fine, and from uh, independent content creators that I consume regularly that they feel like Legacy is fine. That's fair. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna throw them under the bus because they're. Not, I'm not saying they're wrong. If they enjoy it, they're not wrong. Uh, but I they, would disagree there. Well, uh, they're I, not wrong that they enjoy wrong it for enjoying it. Enjoying it does not mean it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. I've watched plenty of bad movies and enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean the movie's good. Uh, but the more interesting thing, I mean, the counterbalance is pretty big. Uh, we still have two Pyroblast in the main, but then we've got a Tropical Island and two Minskin Boo in the side. So, like, that's a pretty substantial change uh, within, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not talking within, about overhauling the whole deck, but within this, like, yep, very narrow Delver. window we have. Yeah, two um, Minskin Boo to fight against surely just against delver yeah delver and i imagine it's i imagine it's if you can get it to resolve it's probably pretty good in the control matchups as well hang on a second where are we oh my god they have a tropical on the side yeah that's yeah they have a trop in the, i was like where the are side, they getting green mana minskin booze they're siding in a tropical island now that does also allow them to play uh submerge which is a very good card it is but that's hilarious to me yeah so kind of this is the point we're getting to where like Delver's getting very inbred. Three hydroblast, yeah, three hydroblast. No, I'm sorry, one hydroblast, three pyroblasts. They're in the main. Uh, two in the main. Oh, of two course, two in the main. So yeah. we're still running five pyroblast total and one hydroblast. Yeah, this meta is meta's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. Yep, nothing to see here. <laughs> now, so this next deck, this may or may not be second place, but it's uh Ocean Soul ninety two and it's blue red Delver again. So. This one does not look nearly as interesting. As far as those tweaks we had, it's, it's pretty stock list. Only one Pyroblast in the main. I don't mm-hmm. want to spend all day talking about Blue Red Delver. Nope. So, Blue Red no Delver. No counterbalance. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in the side. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, we've got D and Solver in, quote, third. Again, probably may or may not be third. Almost almost assuredly not. Yeah. So, we've got, what, this is 12 rot. Reclaimer, crop rotations, green white depths, basically, and yes. Night of the Reliquary. Um, two yeah. mints can boot in the side or in the main. Yeah, one of the, one of the other only decks before Delver picked up this week. One of the other one of the only other decks running mints can boot. We had the four color whatever deck that Honorog was playing running mints can boot. That deck was kind of a little more built around mints can boot. This one is just a deck that happens to have red mana in it. Yeah, it was basically the first adopter. Absolutely, it was just like, oh, cool. We'll it run just that. fit in so well. Yeah. I mean, it was already running. It was already running red for Pyroblast sometimes, uh, sometimes a red mana. Usually it was a Taiga. Typically speaking. Yeah, usually a Taiga. And then it has the, the Mox Diamonds. So it was a very easy pickup to run Minskin Boo. And, and this deck kind of hallmarked how good of a card that was. Yeah, and then it kind of Minskin Boo kind of spread from there. Mm-hmm. Um, one Gaddick Teague in the side is kind of cool. It's not unheard of. In fact, even Elves has kind of run Gaddick Teague in the past because uh, it just shuts off a, like, a gotta whole. Be, gotta beat Storm somehow. Well, one of the cool things it does is it, like, if you can get it to stick, it would shut off, like, miracle spells and stuff like that. Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah. it Gaddick Teague attacks some very specific matches that for elves, but the problem is, against something like Control, they can just Swords it. Yeah. 
So like it's not it's not like removal. a yeah it's not like a hard lock like it is against something like Storm. Although even they have stuff like Chain of Vapor and whatnot to get. Oh, rid that's of it. true. That's true. So like it cre- against Storm, it definitely is like, hey, you can't play the game until you deal with this. Yeah. Uh, something like a control deck is going to have multiple ways of answering it. But the cool thing is it also prevents a prismatic ending, so they basically have to have swords or counter it when it yeah. cast. Cutting their or available removal in half is huge. Yeah. So, and in this absolute strictest sense, it is also a threat. And threats are threats are never wrong. They do kill people. Yep. No such thing as a wrong threat. Only a wrong answer. Uh, next deck we have. Make sure we get it right here. Doomsday. Just going through the list, and they share so many cards. I'm like, okay, I see dark rituals <laughs> and brainstorms and <laughs> yeah. Like, which deck is that? Nope. Just Doomsday getting... with uh the. Let's see the sideboard. That's the big question. Where's the Sheldred? I see the picture of Sheldred. Is there no Sheldred in this? Uh, two in the side. There's three Street Wraith and two Thoughts oh, no, of I'd scroll farther. Yeah. yeah so with the, with the two Sheldred in the side, that little bit of a little mini little sideboard pivot. juke. Yep. Uh, next list we've got looks like another Green White Depths list. Three Minskin Boo. So they're really shaking things up there. Yep. But like, working that twelve rot. Yep. I got to play that against Ashley. I talked about last week. Man, that deck's kind of fun to play. It is. I, I played that, it as well after you left. That deck is fun to play. Um, the so my, I don't want to say my issue, but one of the things that always kind of grates me a little bit is like as an elves player, my combo actually requires a little bit of effort. Yeah, this one doesn't. It's not to say playing the deck doesn't, but like I can play perfectly and still whiff on a glimpse Absolutely. chain just by going land, land, land. You'd be surprised how rarely crop rot whiffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like well, it seems like every single time Mike play crop rot, I get the exact card right, I wanted. It's just like, well, I got dark depths and thespian stage, so yep. I guess I just I have guess a twenty twenty. Just win. <laughs> now things can go wrong. People do have answers and whatnot. I'm not yeah. discounting that at yeah. all. But the consistency with which it combos yeah. off was just like, the hey, fact, this just happens every game. The fact that elves can just be like, I'm gonna cast two glimpses. I'm gonna draw seven cards, and I drew six lands in a row. Okay. Yeah. Pass. Pass. <laughs> Did you see, uh, you didn't get to see uh, Sidorna, one of our good fans. He plays in the 90s MTG League, yep. and I'm giving him a little bit of a shout out. He's a big fan of ours. He's been a fan for a long time, actually. And uh, He was our first patron, I believe. Uh, I think he might have been. But he was playing, no, Derek was our first patron. Was he? Derek was our first patron. That's A little, bit, little, little sad, but yeah, like the Patreon went up for like three hours. Well, Derek hit it. the king is dead. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, he was playing against Ruby Storm. Yeah. And I think he lost game one. I think he lost game one on like turn one or turn two. Mm-hmm. And then fucking came back and beat him. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock on the dudes playing Ruby Storm. He played well, but Ruby Storm fizzled on turn two and then just lost to a dope thought season on game or in game three. Yep. I also, I think I mentioned it last week when I played some Ruby Storm as well. That deck's really fun to play too. It's also it, very fun to play. The funny thing is like, that's the kind of combo deck I like to play. Elves and Storm, I mean, people just call it Green Storm. Like that's one of Elves' yeah. nicknames. It's a Storm deck effectively. <laughs> Sirena calls it High Tide. Right. He's just, hey, make, I'm going to play High Tide. Make infinite man, draw infinite cards. Right. So like, I love playing Storm. Uh, I love playing uh, Ruby Storm. Yep. Like those kind of like, uh, Rube Goldberg kind of decks. I just I have a ton. Lots of, fun of moving playing. parts. Get yep. it all to come together. Yep. So sorry, sorry. We were talking about twelve rot, which I do. Um, I talk about just like how powerful all these cards are. Like I know that Emperor loves hearing hearing a deck with four Knight of the Reliquary come into play. It always is kind of sad to see that Maverick has what Maverick has stooped to. 
Like you definitely play is... Maverick, just play Maverick, just play fiend artists and elves. Same thing. Oh my God, <laughs> basically, <laughs> Testacular put up a. I think it was like, well, let's just say somewhere not in the top eight. Testacular yeah. put in a a list of elves with fiend artists and the non. I don't know the stock elves list. Ooh. Jameson, let me know. Yeah. Can you can you give me daily updates on what the correct <laughs> stock elves list is so I know how to be prepared? Yeah. I'd appreciate that. But yeah, it's it's like this is the closest thing you get to Maverick, I guess before elves, but you do get to see I mean there's like this there's like what eight Knights of the Relicories in this top eight. That's and pretty big. I'm sure I'll get plenty of you know, I'll get flamed for this, but like Green White Depths isn't that different from than Maverick. Like the list, no. Now, it approaches a game differently. I don't deny that. A lot of the cards, like like I think a lot of the cards are very similar. Yeah, you definitely. I mean, you definitely you smash in a very different combo, but yeah. like the game plan, these mid rangey style speaking, was a mid rangey kind of deck where your your goal is to like beat them to death with Knight of the Reliquary. Yeah. and you still, in a sense, you kind of are. Yeah. You're just using Knight of the Reliquary to get a twenty twenty, right? As opposed to trying to jump through a bunch of hoops to make it a twenty twenty, make it a, a, an eight eight, yeah, or whatever. So, and I mean, if you think about it, Elvish Reclaimer is just Knight of the Reliquary. Absolutely. So you're all you did was add more of the same card, and same thing with crop rotation. Same thing with crop rot. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'm going to pivot from this kind of mediocre mid range plan yep. to a much better combo plan. To a much better combo plan. Yep. With, a, I mean, honestly, with a solid mid rangey finish yeah, well, with Minskin Boo and crop and Knight. It's a very like that's one of the things I like about Elves. It's one of the things I like about this deck. Is like I love that like. I love that I play a combo deck that's fun to play the combo. The combo has a very real fail state. Yep. But if like that happens, I still get to play a game of magic. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, can still like grind it out as well. The fail state of this deck is like one source of plowshares. Yeah. But when the source of plowshares gives you 20 extra life and you're like, well, yeah, all of a sudden now we're playing a game of magic and yeah. you need... I'm at 31. Yeah. And I'm going to resolve Minskin Boo. Right. Good, Good luck. luck. Yeah. <laughs> How's that swords looking? You can swords my one one if you'd like. Right. I'm making another one on my turn. Yeah. So that's a really cool deck. I, this is a really cool. I, I we talk about it all the time. Like I do love this deck, especially that Minskin Boo kind of mid rangey finisher now to go along with that sweet combo plan. That's some of the. I think the best decks in Legacy have the ability to churn out a win uh, with a combo quickly and then grind it out later if they have to. Yeah. And I think this deck certainly qualifies for that. And case in point, we're seeing two of them in the top eight here. Yeah, probably the best combo currently is Merktide Regent though. Uh, it's a pretty good combo. Yeah. Turns out when the combo is just play Brainstorm and Ponder and then make an 8-8. Eight, eight. Pretty effective. good. It's pretty <laughs> effective. Yep. Uh, next deck on the list. What uh, if I put DRC in there so I didn't have to cast all the spells? That'll work too. That would that help? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, we've got another. This isn't, it's, this is kind of a weird deck. It is a weird deck. So we've got Doomsday. So it's technically a Doomsday deck. It's also Kitty Combo. It's also Kitty Combo. And the sideboard pivots into a monastery mentor control list. <laughs> this guy couldn't figure out what he wanted to do. Do I want to play Doomsday, Kitty Combo, or or Jeskai Mentor? Fuck it. All of it. All of it. Playing all and of it. And top aided with it. And top aided. So I well mean, done to I would like to respond. We talk about jukes. What the fuck do you could you imagine it being like game one and you play against Doomsday and you lose because it's Doomsday and you're like, okay, I got fucking Doomsday's number. And you come into game two, and it's a fucking Jeskai Mentor list. Or a kid combo list. Like, let's say hypothetically, you, you're able to beat Jeskai Mentor, right? Yep. You're, you took your you took your removal out, but something lines up, you're able to make it happen. You go into game three, now it's Displacer Kitten. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. That's just, that, that kind of stuff's just fun to me. 
That's awesome. Like this person clearly has fun playing magic. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee they had fun on this challenge. They this probably challenge. had a hell of a lot of fun in this challenge. I bet they saw well. a lot of WTFs in the chat box. How many times do you see a single planes in the sideboard of a legacy deck? <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah, when is that the right decision? <laughs> so you can cast your swords to plowshares and your prismatic. I mean, the and fairy. Like 10 of your 15 cards, 14 if you discount the planes, are white cards. You got swords, prismatic ending, and monastery mentor four That's of each. Amazing. So like this just pivots into a blue white control list whenever he wants it to. That's amazing. Yep. Next up, we've got looks like eight cast. We'll see how many actual casts it has. Yeah. What's the appropriate amount of cast, Matt? Six. Six. Six cast. this time. We are slowly <laughs> working back down to four thought casts. Well, we've got well we've got the four thought casts. The thing that's being cut is the Capic Cannoneers. Well, the, there's only got two. Or um, sorry, I brain fart. Obviously, we have we've thought got the monitors. thought monitors. We're losing eight. We're casts. losing was, eight. Oh, we're losing they, the cast. They keep losing the. Uh, they keep cutting the Kappa cannon here. So that's what I wanted to say. We've got full the full eight thought casts. Oh, you said we only had six casts. Yeah, because I was reading Kappa cannon here. Oh, you fucking idiot! I know, but that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Like they've got the full eight casts. We're slowly we're cutting working. back on. It's the kind turtle. of interesting. So when Kappa cannon first came out, I think two's about right. So Kappa cannon came out. And it was $100 a piece, but people play as many as they could get. and went straight to four. And then it dropped down to two for a little while. And then it crept back up to three. And now back down to two. Yeah. I think two is kind of the conventional wisdom of where it's supposed to be. I'm guessing because they just don't stack well. Or what probably is like once you resolve one, the game is over. I'm, I'm not sure why you don't want to double down on like three or four Kappa Cannoneers. Because they do stack well. They do go well together. And they just end games. So, and it, they trigger themselves. You, if you have a cannoneer and you cast a cannoneer, it triggers the cannoneer you had. It is harder to cast than you might think, because that definite um, improvise is definitely not affinity. So, like, gotcha. Your yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. Yeah, your mox opal. You've got improvise. It already taps for one, so it that doesn't count. One. Like, same thing. Like, <clears throat> some of the things do. Some of them don't. You're probably not hoarding your bobbles very often, right? So, like, not to say that it's not good or that it doesn't come down cheap, but it, the fact that it costs six, and impro- if it had affinity, it'd be uh, automatic four of. Of course. But, I mean, it's clearly there's I mean, a reason looking people at drop down. Monitor. Yeah. But, like, you got to cut somewhere, and it's the most expensive card. Huh. And on top of that, your w- go-wide plan with Psy and uh, Emery, like, you're going to be putting a lot of mana into those anyways. I mean, you're talking about two very real three drops in Legacy. Yeah. And that have no Emery cost reduction. one. No, I mean, I mean none of that. Emory, Emory yeah, has yeah, that's true. But Psy, I mean, three is a lot. And yeah. Psy costing three Psy is costs a lot. three. And he only get payoff for casting We've spells. We've mentioned it multiple times. Thought Monitor consistently doesn't cost just one. Yeah, consistently is costing two or three. Like, there's only so many. And the funny thing is, you don't have that many artifact lands in the deck. Because you have, because you got, you, it's taken up by like Odawara, Urza Saga, Islands, Ancient Tombs. Yeah, you do not have, you are not stacked with artifact lands, so you're not getting that many, that much help there. Yeah, so it's just slightly different game plan, but yeah, the <clears throat> the turtle is, uh, it's still a beast. still a beast, though. It is very good. Look at the sideboard real quick. Hydroblast, Fairy Macabre, License Hearse, Caracas. <laughs> uh, the random Caracases yep. never fail to crack me up. <laughs> Look at my blue deck and my and Caracas, <laughs> and Caracas. my one Caracas yep. that I hope to draw when I need it. And rounding out the top eight—that's what I love to some see. Some random position. No, go back. Oh. That's what I love to see is the deck that doesn't run any brainstorms, any ponders, running a one of in the sideboard. That is, that is living on a prayer. 
Yep. I had this Krakus for one thing, and I sure hope I draw it because I because <laughs> I'm going to see ten to twelve cards a game. Yep. Well, you just you got to combine it with some stuff. So you look at that and like that's a answer for typically speaking stuff like dropping big bombs like Grizzle Brand and yep. or show uh with show and tell and crap like that. So you combine that with like Caracas and Unlicensed Hearst and Soul Guide Lantern. I bet it's great against um it's, it's probably something you might bring in against DNT as well. Yep. To be bouncing Thalia. Because Thalia hits this deck pretty hard. It does. It has a lot of utility is what I'm it's saying. Just, what I'm just getting as like it's a one of. It's just a one of. Just a one of in the sideboard. You hope you'll find you're not gonna canter it for it. You're not gonna tutor it out. Yeah. Hopefully. The what I was saying though is like it's a one of but it's actually like a one of five that are kind of doing attacking the same kind of decks. So it's kind of like what we talked about where like, yeah, you can have, you know, just to name a couple cards, you've got like terror or like murder or whatever cards that kills terminate, right? You've got three yeah. terminates and then two fatal pushes. You have five removal spells. Yeah. So this is, you know, weird answer number five in the mm-hmm. list of crap you're bringing in. So anyway, back before to I was rudely interrupted. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> All the tangents come from Jake, just so you know. <laughs> Here I am trying to push us through the top eight. So we've got... Oh, I was driving home the other right. day. And... <laughs> yep, no one cares. <laughs> and you found out the 65 exits closed. Yeah, fucking coming over to Matt's right. house. Hey, thanks for letting me know the exit you take every single day is closed. I don't take it. You uh, used to every... I, why are you getting home? I take uh, 231. Well, you didn't used to. I have the entire time I worked there. Uh, Matt? I believe you think that, but I have literally driven past you getting on 65. Times. Yeah. Well, so I will tell you this. Since September 12th, okay. they've had signs up saying it's going to be closed. That's fair. I haven't taken it in six weeks. The statement of I've never taken it. I didn't say I've never. Got it on record. There's I have I have taken it. I yeah. don't take not it. Anymore. Not anymore. Not a while. Not, not a long time. Well, I've worked there for two months and six weeks I haven't <laughs> taken it. <laughs> But the in, in your so defense, the funny thing is, it was in the first like couple weeks. I was taking. Remember, I was taking what's his face I home. I remember. And I fucking pulled up next to you. But like, they've they've had signs up since basically September that they were going to close it. So like, I stopped taking it on September. Like the first yeah, sign said whatever. it was going to close on September twelfth. I haven't taken it since then, unless I Google it first. Because <laughs> if Google tells me to take that, uh-huh. I'm like, oh well, it's open, so I can take that. Yeah. And well, I just what, stopped taking it. That's what I'll be doing. Yep. So, yeah. Because I was like, I've done this. That's how paranoid I am. Because I know what happened is you, heading north on 65, got to drive up to 18. Sure did. <laughs> and I'm ha- like, I'm not ever doing added that. Added a half an hour to my drive. <laughs> yeah. Glad I'm already showing up late. Yep. And then there's the half hour of pregame talk. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And then there's the 20-minute tangents about random road closures. Anyway, who came in eighth place again? Four color control. <laughs> the honor wrong list. Yep. Oh, it's, play, it's played by Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy Mandias. Ozzy Mandias. Ozzy Mandias. Whatever. How you ever pronounce that? I feel bad because I'm pretty sure he follows us on Twitter. Yeah. He's one of our few Ozzy fans. Mandias. That, Ozzy Mandias. Yeah. That legitimately follows us and like we've chit chatted a little bit on Twitter. I think. There's there's a whole like I forget exactly where the name comes from, but for any pop culture people, it's a character from The Watchmen as well. Okay. I've seen that movie, but I don't recognize it. He's the. I've seen it very passively. The guy who can run really fast. Oh, okay, that's him. Oh, okay. Um, anywho, so we got four color control, four Uro, three endurance is your creatures. Mm-hmm. Your typical spell sweep, pyroblast in the main. Duh. Two Minskin Boo. Two Minskin Boo and two Narset as your planeswalkers. We got the life from the loam, expressive iteration and ponder. Yeah, this looks very close to like, what Honorog was running a while yeah. ago. So uh, sideboard, we've got more God, blasts. I love how Honorog just drops in. 
top eights two challenges out of nowhere and is like and hey, deuces by the way, this is the uh this yeah. is the new control this, this is, is the, the new stock control this list is the new stock control list <laughs> deuces yep I'm, I'm gonna go run a heritage tournament right <laughs> i heritage like it keeps like popping up yeah and like i kind of like when it, it was a flash in the pan and then the Discord basically was dead. And yep. after there stopped being no activity on the Discord for like a week straight, I stopped checking it. Yep. But like... It's been going crazy now. It's been going crazy. After these ban announcements, people are like throwing their hands yep. up like, okay, well... And then you got Honorog in here throwing some... I mean, real support its way, just in like giving it some publicity. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty big. I think the uh, the effective banning, because that's basically what it is, of supplemental project uh, supplemental products goes a long way it doesn't solve every single problem because like because heritage's detractors will be like well i mean oko was a standard product it's like compare the number of okos to the number of like modern horizons cards so since we're basically done with this we don't don't have any metadata yeah uh i was listening to the um eternal glory podcast which i do enjoy listening to and i do i do respect those people a lot but i also do flame them a little bit uh, they talked about because they, I think all of them got to play in it. It was an invite only tournament. They're yep. big content creators. They got invited to play, and they, I think they had a great, they had, they had a good time. They said they enjoyed it, but they had a whole episode talking about like how, in their defense, and they're correct that there's a lot of cards that we like to play from supplemental products that we don't think about. Things like Council's Judgment yep. and like Flusterstorm and all these things. But they just went went through a list and it was like, hey, you know, maybe it's not as big of a problem as you think. And like, it felt like to me they listed off a bunch of the supplemental product cards that they liked and didn't mind as much, mm-hmm. and then brushed like, and but then, well, here's some of the cards people don't like, but here's some of the cards we do like, so it's a good thing. And it's like, like it, I I disagree. Like, you can't just give me because because you like to play with all these cards over here, that doesn't, doesn't mean make... we should have to let these cards ruin the format, right? And well, and that. I think the the best answer is to just be realistic and go, I'm willing to give up these in order to not have to play with these. Yeah. And that's just a choice you're going to have to make. Like, what do you enjoy more? Like, cards like Flusterstorm. I mean, who cares about Flusterstorm? Like, I get I it. It's an so, answer for Storm. Like, one of the things Brian like, Cook was talking about, and I remember it was hilarious. He was I'm, I'm surprised he didn't love the fact Flusterstorm's gone. <laughs> so he was talking about with, um, I remember vividly, him talking about when Force Negation came into the form and how upset he was. And I kind of agree with him how, like, the idea was he used to have, like, a like a 60 or 57% chance of not running into Force of Will mm-hmm. on turn one. You can just go for it. And now you can't do that because you have Force Negations. And how he was literally complaining that the format is just a little more combo-heavy now because you can just slam because they're probably, they're only six, you have six, 60% chance of, having, of being okay and you can just go for it because they don't have Force Negation and we need Force Negation back. <laughs> it's like yeah, pick one, dude. Right. I mean, I get opinions change. Yeah. But it's just it was just funny to me just having him exactly contradict himself. I know they don't want to make too many changes, but I wonder if a, a step towards solving that would be going back to the getting rid of the the London Mulligan or whatever, going back to the original Mulligan. There's no but, way they can do that. I well, that's what I mean. Like you can't deviate so far from Magic yeah. that you're kind of doing your own thing because like every change you make. There's the big one where we're no longer legacy, yep. where that's the biggest individual change. You could be the exact same thing minus one card, and you're now no longer legacy. And it doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter. It matters, yep. And that was, but uh, every single other change, you also narrow your audience more yeah. and more. And, one, and some of their big takeaways, and I agree with this 100%, uh, uh, Brian and Brian, and I, I don't think, I think Phil agreed with it, but the idea that like these are content creators, and like like would they play more Heritage? And it's like, I don't have time to play something that isn't, 
a like uh, SCG event. Yeah. Like if I don't have a chance of playing in an SCG, there's I, no point in me grinding this. Yep. And they're correct, 100. Yeah. percent So that was kind of one of their big takeaways. Was like it was fun. I kind of enjoyed it. It was definitely magic, a little different. They they were complaining how like like the top eight was a bunch of like prison decks, and there was a lot of like a lot of homogenizing mm-hmm. in this sixteen person tournament in a format that no one knows anything about, and we're right. figuring out on the fly. But um, they're absolutely correct that like the format doesn't really exist. It's not supported. It's not going to be supported. If you care about making money or grinding or going to competition, heritage is not for you. Right. Not right now. And yeah. Not anytime soon. That's the only area where I, where I would push back a little bit is I don't like the it won't be supported because that was the same thing we heard about EDH back in the day. That's very true. And uh, there was talk about it was basically like proto pioneer where people were pushing for a format that was like in between modern and standard, and they just and made like it happen. they just made it happen. Yeah, that's a good like point. the fact of them. Now the problem is you're talking about one of Magic's smaller communities, yeah. which is Legacy, and then in a splinter faction yeah. of that you have a huge trying sub- to get wizards to bend to its will. And, and it's like obnoxious subs obnoxiously small subset of players right. that play legacy. And then a All subset of, legacy, of them, you know, just broadly speaking, can't get wizards to ban a card. Did you hear about uh, Morrow's thing on Blogatog? About what? So one more tangent, then we'll do mo- we'll do pine we'll yeah. do modern. Morrow came out and as Watsy often does once in a while to to shut people up, they just throw some what appears to be fake statistic in their face. Mm-hmm. Morrow, with quite a bit of authority, said that 75% of tabletop Magic players don't know what a Planeswalker is. Yeah, I, I did see that, and I rolled my eyes so far. I was, it actually hurt. <laughs> like I was like, okay, so there's two options, right? That's either true or not. If that's true, Watsy is the most incompetent company I've ever heard of. Because yep. Planeswalkers are the flagship of their entire product. And in every single set. In every single set. They're on every single thing of marketing. They're on the face of almost every single pack people buy. Mm-hmm. They're the main character. That'd be like, I'm a Marvel fan. And I don't know who Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> Pick any of, any of them. I just love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I even know who Ant-Man is. <laughs> right. He's a guy who turns into a guy about the size of an ant. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. But just but like, like, yeah. Or it's not true, which is far more likely, mm-hmm. and they're full of shit. Yeah. Like, that 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 to me is just... It's on the same lines this, as like, they came out semi-recently and they were like, hey, just so you know, 50% of Magic players are women. And it's like, I mean, I can't prove that's false, but I've been to events. I've seen SCG coverage... I've been to Comic-Con where there's hundreds of magic people people playing magic and there are women there 100%. It is not 50. So, a little bit of close. anecdotal evidence. I've been playing magic since like Tempest or Mirage. Long time. A lo- well over 20 years, probably pushing 25 at this point. I can't I've met women that play. There's like I won't name them. A handful of women that I know their names that play. That's how few women I have yeah. met. I've been in game stores all across the state, yep. in multiple states. I've been playing in school, played in college. Like, yeah, my whole life has been wrapped up in magic. And before anyone wants to jump down our throats, obviously women can play magic. Obviously women can be not, some of the best, they can be some of the play, best yeah. magic players in the world. 50% of magic players are not women. It's incredibly unlikely. I'm No, I'm just, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, so, it's just like, not. So like, I don't stop. care about whatever fake data they but have. But it's, it's, it, it's data that we can't back up. And it's like, right. stop lying to us. Yep. You can't prove we're lying. You're right, I can't. Right. I can't prove it. But I know you're lying. Right. 75% <laughs> of people don't know what a planeswalker is. Right. And if that's the case, why are you building product to them? Now, and this is, uh, that's my personal opinion. And then I'm going to steal one from MTG Goldfish, who uh, I think it was, uh, I, I don't know if it was Safranov who said it, but someone said it. And they were like, if that's the case, why the fuck are cards so complicated? Right. Why do cards have so many fucking text? If 75% of your player base doesn't know what a planeswalker is, let's make the assumption, it was Richard, Richard said this, that they don't know how to play magic. And that's, that's nothing wrong with that. Let's make the assumption they don't know how to play magic by the rules. Or at least at a very, like, complicated level. Yeah, so why are you printing so many fucking complicated cards? Right. If that's your player base. If that was your player base, you need to be printing vanilla 4-4s. Four right. Or 4-4s four with flying. I know. Not <laughs> a 4-4 four four that you can pay kicker to have an ETB and do this, pay separate kicker to have an ETB and do this, and when it dies, if you pay an additional, it does this. Right. But what's a planeswalker? But what's a planeswalker? Well, uh, it used to be you. <laughs> yeah, it used to be you. It used to be two people punching each other with cards. Right. So, yeah, I I love magic. I refuse to take, like, for whatever reason, people can't, they just, like, trying to put this into the delicate terms. Stop sucking Watsy dick. Yeah. Like, it's a megacorp. I, like, it doesn't need you to defend it? I don't know if I ever told anybody like, why I got banned from the MTG Reddit. <laughs> so I'm permanently banned from, me like, too. like, everybody from the MTG Reddit. And it wasn't for anything bad. I will tell you what I said. And this is almost word for word. So someone had put something about the shuffler or something on Arena or something. And someone had, and, and someone had commented something or whatever. And my comment was, and this is almost a quote... Watsy has cultivated the greatest simps on the internet. They sure have. And I was banned permanently from the subreddit. Just to prove the point. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, I not that this would get you unbanned, but uh, I think a lot of the magic, the main magic subreddit, the one of the worst mods got, like, kicked. Because he oh, was yeah. banning, like, anybody who said the word proxy, he was banning. Like, he was just banning everybody. Are you saying someone on the internet got a little power crazy? Well, you know those unpaid interns? <laughs> <laughs> like, Man. But yeah, yeah, that's what got me permanently banned from their subreddit. Like, I, I'll say it again. I love magic. But Watsy is a megacorp. It doesn't need you to defend it. Call balls and strikes. Yeah. Like. We, we give Watsy props all the time because they earn it. We also knock them down at the shins all the time because they earn it. Far more often. Far lately. more often, unfortunately. Lately. Lately, yeah, lately. So, anywho, uh, let's look at the... <laughs> yeah, let's head over to... So we're the same thing with Pioneer. I mean, we're doing the exact modern. same thing. Or sorry, with uh, Modern. I'm not doing Pioneer today. Although, I'll tell you what, if I if I win this RCQ, we might start doing, we might do, might start doing Pioneer like, again. Yep. We're, uh, we're, we're Pioneer players now. Now, now, now we're Pioneer cartel. <laughs> Uh, let me look up, make sure I got one. So, Alley MTG won. Uh, let me find their list because apparently they didn't. Get, they didn't get first. Uh, they got fifth. Yeah, according to this. Yeah, uh, but they brought it home with Hammer Time, uh, Zorius Hammer Time, running the Reality Chip and Spell Pierce. I believe for their only blue cards in the main. Yeah, in the main. Yes, and There's you get some extra blue cards on the side. Uh, it's. I'm sorry, guys. It, this is laid out differently, and I didn't realize how good my brain was at. I know. That, looking that's at why it. I was looking at. I'm in the same boat. My like, brain's good at pulling the cards out from the same like 
positioning on the screen every week, and this is in a different position. But uh, a culture complete is basically their only target. I, uh, they, uh, so they have Shadow Spear that goes with um, Saga, the Saga, <clears throat> but also with the yeah. with the uh, Stoneforge Mystic. But Cauldra, Shadow Spear is it, and then you've got four Colossus Hammers. Beyond that, I don't see anything special. We've got four Ornithopters, not and uh, and zero Memnites, which is amazing to me that we see so many people running Memnites over Ornithopters. When, in my opinion, Ornithopter is just objectively better. I get that Memnite punches for one, Ornithopter doesn't, but Ornithopter is the one who you can like get in unblocked almost every time. There's probably some weird interaction. There's got to be something, but we see quite often them prioritizing Memnites over Ornithopters, and I don't get it. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot. Uh, beyond that, I don't see anything that's particularly out of order. Um, not in the side either, really. Yeah, the, the side... There's nothing we haven't seen before, but it did lean very heavy in the reactive element. Yeah. So we've got Pithing Needle, Mana Leak, which Mana Leak is not unheard of, but not very common. Normally it's more spell pierces. Uh, March of Otherworldly Light, Path to Exile, Levon, uh, Lavinia, Spell Pierce, and Hushbringer. Yeah. Like, the Hushbringer is a little bit new. Them upping to two Hushbringers pretty consistently in the side. Fighting a lot of those... Uh, just in general, just a lot of the elemental ETVs. Um, that's almost something they're there for. But it, it, I, was, I watched Aspiring Spike get hosed pretty hard by Hushbringer playing uh, Soul Herder. Mm-hmm. Turns out that deck doesn't do much when you don't get any ETVs. Yep. But obviously, I mean, what it's there for is the is the Furies, is the Solitudes. Yeah. The I win buttons, essentially, against these decks. Well, and I mean, that's what you primarily bring it in. But, like, just as an aside... The whole game revolves around ETBs now. Yes. Like, yeah, we talked about with like dress down. How like you think about dress down and like you know what it can do, and you start like it hits almost every single creature. All the, almost all the good ones, basically. Yeah, almost all the good ones. Because you have any more magic, it boils down to almost always hyper efficiency. So you have stuff like Ragavan or DRC mm-hmm. or uh, Merktine. Or value like ETB stuff. High, high value. Right. Like insane value, basically. Yeah. Stuff that really honestly shouldn't be yeah. printed. Like Fury. So it's killing three Fury, creatures. Omnath. Omnath. Uh, uh, Yorion before it was banned with yep. all the ETBs. Like um, Archons. Archon. What's the black one? What's Unmask? Grief. Grief. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything ETBs. And then you have things like the Ice Fang Koalas, the ETB and draw a card. Um, the Wall of Blossoms that ETB and draw a yep. card. Like, you have all these cards that also, like, a lot of cards, the reason they're good is they just ETB and cycle. Yep. And you get something out of them. Yes. They're like a card plus one. Yeah, or even a card and a half. Yeah. And we, like, Hushbringer has, on top of just being very good against the cards that's good against the deck, a lot of splash damage. Yep. Let's go back up to first place, I guess. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, first on the list. USA Ma 96, uh, bringing it home with a grinding station deck. This deck has been getting a lot more popular recently, and I'm not totally positive what, like, this deck kind of ebbs and flows, but I've seen a lot of people playing this really recently. Yeah, um, me too. I'm sure, I, in fairness, what probably helped is I did see Mangucci uh, with Aspiring Spike. They ran through a league to get at least one league together. They did a stream, and they were they played this at least once. I saw it on YouTube uh, playing a grinding league station, and that's, you know, anytime Spike plays something, a lot of people get their eyes on it. And so I think Underworld Breach has been pretty heavily underplayed in modern and this deck is probably exemplifying it at its best currently and maybe that people are trying to realize how crazy good of a card that is and i'm not yeah. saying it's broken for this format but that card is fucking bonkers well it's it's one of those things where it's just like you know what it kind of reminded me of was like lantern control like 
several years ago where like one guy brewed it up and started playing it. I don't want to say one guy because it might have been him and his group of friends or like, you know, a very tight knit circle. But it was like one small group of people made that Uh deck. Right. And then like once people started realizing how strong that deck was, it just it took a minute to snowball and just spread like wildfire. But then it eventually I mean, it got banned. Yeah. Like. You find this these is... little niches. And Grind Station isn't really like a niche. Right. But it's just it's like it's a very powerful deck and it's abusing one of the most powerful cards printed oh, in the yeah. last five years. Yeah. Underworld by a Breach. Underworld Breach is absurdly good. Yeah. I remember playing it at a uh, FNM one time, and the dude wasn't playing this, he was just playing like some like Boros deck. And all, he used it in the late game to play the same Mitra's Bobble four times in a turn. Yep. And then just passed the turn and drew four cards. And I was like, huh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think I just lost this game with my one card in yeah, hand. It does. Yeah. Very all he did was cast Mishra's Bubble. is good. <laughs> all he did was cast Mishra's Bubble four fucking times and then drew four cards. Right. <laughs> and that was pretty strong. Um, did other he keep than that, looking at the top of your deck? He did every time <laughs> just to make sure it hadn't changed. Yep. Uh, other than that, I don't see a lot that I haven't seen in these decks. Anything here popping out at you? Invasive Surgery. I'm not saying it's not seen play before. I just... That card didn't... No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, counter-target sorcery spell for one blue. Delirium. Um, oh, so it's kind of like a surgical extraction, but it's counter. Or it's like just for sorceries. Oh, gotcha. So you counter a sorcery and then surgical <clears throat> if you it have, out. Yeah, if you have delirium. Yeah. What sorcery are you scared of in this deck? Uh, I'd, Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of... I can't think of what you're worried about here. I, obviously, there's something. I think there's like two of them, aren't they? Yeah, too invasive. So there's something you're worried about, some sorcery you're really worried about, and I nothing comes to mind right now. It would hose the Cascade decks quite a bit. Oh, shit. That's what it hoses really hard. Yeah, because yeah, just like, boom, living ends out of your crashing deck. Crashing footfalls and living end. Now, crashing footfalls, as that's, we'll discuss later, that doesn't necessarily, that's not like a knockout punch necessarily. No. So it's funny. So I literally, the reason I couldn't think of it is I was in my mind like, what? fucking sorcery is good in modern we don't play sorceries and obviously there are sorceries that exist but like yeah. we don't fucking play sorceries unless you can play them as instants then we yep. play them okay that makes a lot of sense i'm sorry everyone listening and being like ah, jake you're stupid so the next deck i'm not doing places <laughs> not first is another shadow or another hammer time list this is not uh with blue no, it is with blue. I'm yep, sorry. So my I losing at creatures. God, it's so hard to look at these decks when they're not in the right order. Mm-hmm. Um, they, on the screen, I mean. So there's no. What it's surprising to me is there's no. Um, what's that creature? The there's reality no reality chip. chip. And blue seems to be like the biggest thing you buy with blue is the reality chip to get some actual card advantage in these decks. You get a hold of spell pierce for sure in the main, and then the side you get some cool things like Lavinia, like Mana Leak, and those aren't bad by any means. But I tell you what, I always thought they were kind of flashing into blue for the reality chip paired with Sigarda's aid and yeah, the start, spell pierces in the main to start drawing some cards. Yeah, the other spell pierces. So they got the but they've got blue literally for those only only those two cards. Yeah. Now in fairness, I don't use I don't keep an eye on the breakdown of colored lands in their deck. So maybe they're trimming down on blue sources to not to be a little more consistent. You got five. But Ecrome Coast and uh Alabound. I don't know. Now they free up some space there. It looks like they just put that into a nettle cyst. So we have Cauldre Complete, one nettle cyst and one shadow spear, along with your four hammers to go with your uh, Stoneforge Mystic, and then once again four Ornithopters, no Mem Knights. But after that I don't see anything. 
that looks particularly out of place uh, between that and the sideboard. Two Dranth Magistrate. People came packed for bear when it came to, looks like Cascade. Yeah. The next list is Blue Red Delver. Yay. But in modern. Yay. So you got Ragavan, DRC, Murktide, Ledger Shredder, two Blood Moons, the Counterspells, the the bad cantrips. Yep. Except and for Express or Express Federation, which is the except for Express Federation. That card's <laughs> that's not a cantrip. That's that's a divination. Yeah. Except for the two man divination, and then a lands. Uh, nothing in here looks out of place or even original. And in the sideboard, been seeing this Orvar, and so I know you haven't seen this. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me why you think Orvar is good? The blue elf. Well, <laughs> in a sense, because it is a changeling. Yep. It's a four so mana three cast, three. If it targets one or more permanents, control create a copy. Permanence spell and ability. Copy of target. So, so imagine if I were to cheat out an archon and say, "Hey Matt, why don't you discard a card?" Gotcha. You can make a copy of it. You can discard the Orvar. Yep. You make an archon. Yeah. I sack my archon, and then you get to attack with my archon. Yeah. Essentially, the the discard was what I was leaning against. Are leaning on like it's like got to be tied to that. I was like, because I'm looking at that, I'm like, but it felt like a trap to say that. So I was like, well, what? Because it's very why rare. Why would you want to be doing the top part? Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of rare in Magic to until recently, you you never get to choose what you discard. Yeah, that was a big thing in Magic is letting your opponent choose what to discard is rarely a good idea. Archon just gives you so fucking much; it's worth it. Yeah. So people started playing this Orvar card so that you can slam your you can slam your Archon. And then I get an Archon, and you don't. Yep, and then you discard a card. And, and then you discard a card, and I draw a card. And you're and probably not running Orvar. <laughs> and you're probably, <laughs> odds are you're not running Orvar. Now that's when you would, we always talk about inbred metas. Yep. If the reanimator deck St- starts start running, running a couple Orvars, Orvars in the side, <laughs> that's how you'll know. Yeah, that's cool. That's when you'll know. But yeah, I've seen, I've seen uh, I haven't seen him do it, but I've seen Spike running this in a lot of his decks. And it's not because of the reanimator deck. The reanimator deck is by far not the premier combo deck. It's that... um. Uh, creativity list mm-hmm. and Domino creativity is the premier uh, pseudo reanimator because it does, it does run reanimation spells yeah. now, but reanimator slash cheaty combo deck to get Archon into play. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty slick, clean answer that I haven't gotten to see happen. But it looks like it would be a very much like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" moment. Yep. Uh, next up, in not whatever place this is, so these lists that they were calling like we, like, I, I'm always in, inclined to call Zoo. Uh, but it's not. I'm inclined to call domain, but it's not. It's crashing footfalls, and crashing footfalls has gotten a hell of a facelift in the last few weeks. So we've got Charlotte's agent, and we've got Valen outburst, and we've got uh, crashing footfalls, and I'll tell you, and, and we've got fire and ice. And after that, it's there's not much the same. I mean, yeah. you have your solitudes, I guess, but you've got Omnath because the card's amazing. Duh. You have your three to uh, to fairies, your three fairies. Force negations, one ardent plea, which is just another another cascader, four leyline bindings, four scion of Draco. Yep. So we got five color footfall. Five color footfall because we talked every week about how these footfall decks, um, these in general, these uh, cascade decks are just kind of locked into what they can do because the the they just they're stuck playing the best spells that cost four or three. Sorry, that cost three because they they have to they have to run into that two drop or less every single time, and with the printing of leyline binding and the com- utter utter simplicity in getting five land types in modern, now 
you get to run these Leyland bindings, and since you already got them, why not run some Sign of Dracos? So you've got some early game, some really, really early game interaction between turn two Leyline binding and sometimes turn two or turn three Scion of Draco to either buy you time or to straight win the game so that you can secure a Charlotte's Agent or a Valent Outburst on the stack and get your uh, Crashing Footfalls going. Yep. But the backup plan here is really good now. Yeah. You're not just relying on a couple four fours. No, or um, or some furies or some solitudes. Being able to back that up with some dirt cheap sign of Dracos and um, some leyline bindings to keep the problems out of the way. Yeah, and uh, Jake and I were talking about this before. One of the interesting things about this deck is like hitting the four or five color, getting your domain online. As far as tempo goes, costs you almost nothing because yeah. your functional turn is turn three. And so, in theory, if you had to, you could very easily go triumph, triumph. Now, you, you in most situations, you rarely would probably, but you not. could very go. You could go triumph, tapped shock. Like there's any number yeah. of com- combinations because your primary turn is at turn three. Yeah. So having your lands come into play tapped for the first two turns means yep. almost nothing. And case in point, it's all like turn two is your opponent. Your opponent's turn two is their chance to lay down the hate to deal with to stop your rounds from coming in. Which also is when you can, your turn to, you can be playing your Leyland Binding yep. at instant speed for one mana. Yeah, and I mean, if you're on... Um, the play or the draw. Yeah, if you're on the play, it's even better. Way better. you just get that shock, you take the two, they play their hate, at the end of your turn, Leyland Binding, untap, cascade. Well, the crazy thing is, you don't even have to shock. You can go yeah. turn one Triumph, that is white. Yeah. You can play a shock land tapped, yep. and then be like, oh yeah, for one mana, I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah, that card's amazing. I was talking to Matt. I'm gonna start. The, I'm gonna start calling my shot now. A long way away. Leyline binding might be too good for modern. When there is there is almost zero cost to running triomes and running this very greedy mana base because you don't have wasteland. Leyline binding might be too good. Could be. I mean, it's almost always one mana oblivion ring at instant speed. That might be too good. We know that we know that swords of plowshares are too good. And I'm on the record saying that when Leyline Binding costs one, it's very, very close to swords. Mm-hmm. This is very close to swords. The only reason Leyline Binding, hey, Watsy, the only reason Leyline Binding isn't a legacy card is because we have Wasteland. And you absolutely cannot be taking turns off against Delver to be like, I'm going to go get a Triome. Right. Waste. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Wasteland. Right. <laughs> Eat thank- six from my Murktide. <laughs> thank you. For right. play- thank you for playing those shitty duels. So... This is a really cool list. I think we saw something like this last week, and I think we just didn't quite catch on. Um, this is this is cool. This is a really cool uh, evolution of Shardless Agent to come out, because we haven't seen much innovation in that list, other than a couple cards here and there for a little while. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yep. Um, then we have first place that we talked about already. In whatever not first place, now we've got Living End. And so you've got... What looks like the stock living end. I don't see anything in here that we don't see every week so far. We do have one colossal sky turtle. <laughs> we say and one subtlety. Uh, but after that, I don't see anything that isn't ex- expected. But you, no. Yep, looks the exact same. Geez, guys, get on crashing footfalls level. Completely reinvent the entirety of your deck. Uh, yeah. Seventh place, we've got good old. I'm wondering at what point they do. What do you mean? Like, put some bindings in there. Yeah, put some put some triumphs in. Put some, but that's gonna be every deck, like every deck that every deck that isn't like Boros Burn. Well, in particular, some... this Cascade deck, it it's the Cascade thing has the exact same rules. Like turns one and two, 
you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You I are mean, you are cycling. You and have whatnot. to be pretty aggressive. You, the, the, there's less free mana lying around. There is for sure. But is that free mana better or worse than yeah. the best removal spell in modern? This should be. They should at least put it in the side. You should at least be have a sideboard juke into it so that they they can't. You have answers for onboard hate. But you're right. At what point is being a turn faster worse than just the best well, removal spell? Think about printed? this. So look, let's go through the colors. We've got green, black, blue, red. Yeah, it's four colors already. You're pretty close, guys. You're pretty. I mean, in fairness, even now it's only two mana. Two mana, it's still pretty good. Right. Instant speed. So, uh, I, we'll I, let's sure. just say this: I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that after if five color footfalls keeps going mm-hmm. and sees more and more success. It would not surprise me at all to see Living End start trying to dip their toe into that. I mean, if you're already running four or five colors, it does not cost that the, much. Well, and you don't even have to say it doesn't cost that much. It's just a matter of which one's better. Mm-hmm. Like we have this, you ha- you're presented with this choice of like, is this card good enough for? Because it would, like you said, they do it as a little bit more of a mana intensive deck. Mm-hmm. That is a cost, but it is, is it worth sure, it? Yeah, and we'll see if people test it. So in seventh, whatever, not first place, we've got. This uh, just looks so weird on this. It's like the entire left column is empty because I it's know. all lands. <laughs> so I, I, this is such a weird deck because it's scape shift, but not scape shift because it's prime time. It's prime time and soul and Jund Soul of Grace. Yeah, sort of because it's got Secure Tribe Elder, Dryad of the Lysian Grove, and Prime Time. But then it's got three Soul of Wind Grace, which is pretty good, which people might not know that card's relatively new and it's kind of making waves in this. It's a very good Jund card. So it's one and Jund, so one black, red, green. Oh boy, this card's tiny. When Soul of Ringrace enters the battlefield or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control. So mine or yours. Then you have three options. You can pay a green to discard a land and gain three life. You can pay one and a red, discard a land and draw a card. Or you can pay two and a black, discard a land, Soul of Ringrace gains indestructible until the end of turn, and you tap it. So a lot of utility there on him. A lot of ways to use lands in multiple ways and then get them back when he attacks. Now, it's a Valakut deck. And that's why I say it's a Scape Shift deck, but it's not running Scape Shift. So you, the main way this deck is probably going to be winning is by using Prime Time to abuse uh, multiple Valakuts and does it running the Copy Land? It's not running the Copy Land. So just abusing multiple Valakuts and almost every land in this deck except for a few are... Uh, mountains to make sure and turn mm-hmm. Valakut on. Again, it's really weird to not see Scape Shift. Scape Shift, uh, paired with Prime Time, are usually the two big finishers in this deck. They're they're kind of relying on Prime Time to be a big kind of pseudo combo finisher, and Soul of Wind Grace to be a really good mid range, middle of the game value engine and possibly finisher because it's also a five four. I don't think I said that. It's a legendary cat avatar five four for one, a black, a red, and a green. Now, one of the things you haven't mentioned yet. It's running four wishes. I was getting ready to talk about that. And then it's got a Valica and two Scape Shift in the side. Yes. So it can... It has access to them. It has access to sort them. Sort of. I mean, Scape Shift for seven isn't nearly as good. No. Because remember, Wish doesn't put it in your hand. Right. Wish allows you to to play a card from your sideboard. So it does allow you to play the Valakut. And doesn't have... Oh, it does say this turn. Yeah. So yeah, you, got, you had to hit seven. You ha- yeah. But I mean, it also but does it, give to you... to be fair, if you're hitting six for prime time, like... Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
Um, this deck does have a really well-rounded sideboard wishboard mm-hmm. with things like Cavern of Souls, Engineered Explosives, Force of Vigor, uh, Fury, which you can play those by discarding a card because you're not casting them at, with an alternative casting cost yeah. with Wish. You're just allowed to cast them. Yeah. So you can still pitch cast them, which is insane. Like you have a really, really, really well-rounded wishboard here to go with this to go with this one Valica and two Scape Shifts. Um, but like I said, you're stuck with scape ship costing seven. That's huge. Yep. One, I imagine there's a there's a lot of games where prime time going and getting two Valakuts just wins the game. Yeah, when it starts, when it's swinging for six, it comes in that domes you because each one of those is they see each other. They see each other. So if, if you ever dry it out, they'll see each other. They'll so you're looking at that's that's, that's six three. more damage because each va- that's twelve because each Valakut would see both would there's see the other two. Gotcha. Yeah. It sees itself and the other. If you have a dryad yeah. and sees itself, it sees itself in the other one. That's I mean, six. that's 18, assuming they don't block. Now, he won't have haste that turn. There's no haste lands. There's no, no what, what I'm saying is when you attack with him, he's yeah. just. You've taken 18 damage. Yeah. Like, it's. Like, scape shift at that point almost seems kind of redundant. Yeah. It is just... bonkers. But I, it was a, it was an odd choice, I thought. Because I said, this is. Basically, what's happening is you're moving your scape shifts out and you're making room for Soul of Wind Grace. Yeah. And it clearly worked for. Uh, Yudingo, Young Dingo. Yeah, it's just a grindier kind of game plan. Sorry, Young Dingo. And then lastly, we've got, I don't know if it's in last place, it could have been second place, who fucking knows. We've got Yawgmoth coming in. This looks like the standard Yawgmoth we see every week. There's no Hypatra, Snake Lady, and we do have a Blood Artist and a Giraffe's Messenger. Beyond that, beyond those small distinctions, I don't see anything in here that uh, isn't exactly stock. Now the funny thing is, now I just want to make Leyline Binding a meme. We're gonna be like, well, when is Yogmoth gonna pivot into Leyline? Yeah, at what point? I mean, re- here's the thing since though. You, the funny thing is, since you said it, that's how yeah. like you're like, I think it's gonna, and I don't even necessarily disagree. But now I just want to be like throwing that in in every deck. I mean, you're literally you have Yavamaya, but you're literally if you want to be like if you want to push it to the farthest, you're one triumph away from having it cost one. Yep, because you have the. Uh, the um, what's the? You just Bert- need Jess guy. I know. Je- what's whatever. The- Overgrown tomb. You yep. have the Overgrown tomb. Yep. You just need the one off-color triome, and boom, it's re- it's it's on in life. And you've got, I, I mean, in this deck, that's going to hit you somewhat because you like draw smashes. That's black, black, black. But you've got plenty of one of colorless pips in here to be casting stuff on. Things like Blood Artist. Things like uh, Court of Calling. Things like Endurance. You've got plenty of places to be ditching useless mana. And you have tons of creatures that produce mana, like Birds of Paradise, like Wall of Roots. I'm just saying. <laughs> We're going to see. Uh, All right. I look forward to it. So that wraps up our modern. We don't have any. This week we don't have any meta analysis of any kind. Uh, I think we talked quite a bit. We're, that just threw me off the thing where you said uh, they put the eighth place in there twice. Because I scrolled down and I was like, eighth place? We just did that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's still some still some bugs. There's some bugs we worked out. I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not mad. It just happened. Yeah, like just they're, they're gonna funny. figure it out. But we don't have any more information to talk about. We did have a lot of tangents and we did talk a lot of bullshit this week, so we are still sitting at you know a little about an hour, twenty minutes. Um, maybe hour ten. But I don't really have anything else for the main episode, Matt. Was there anything else that you wanted to cover this week? Nothing in particular. There hasn't been a ton of news. I mean, we could there's plenty of things to rant about. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to do that a little less lately. The the one thing I would mention... We rant enough about Legacy, it seems like. ...is the 
proxy community. We talked about it a little bit last week. Oh boy. That's kicking off. That has been (laughs) blowing up. Yeah, the 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 anniversary thing for Wizards really yeah. kind of bit them in the Turns ass. Turns out when Watsy came out and said, "You know what? We're gonna print one thousand dollar proxies," NPCs stock price just went up. <laughs> right. So that like, and it's just like again, we mentioned it last week, but it's just like it's all over the place now. Yeah, it's a wildfire at this point of people Watsy just talking essentially, about. Watsy uh, essentially to say sanctioned is wrong because they're not legal, but like Watsy literally came out and said again, "Hey, it's okay to have fake cards." Yep. It's okay to buy fake cards. Yep. It's... Aren't fake cards cool? Wouldn't it be neat to have a fake Black Lotus? And everyone said, it would be neat to have a fake Black Lotus. Yeah. Uh, copy, paste, upload, cents. order. Right. So that's all I was like. Again, I don't want to go on a rant about it, but holy crap. Yes. They bit. The... And you know what? I'm super happy about it. Yeah, me too. I love it. I'm so happy that I want. I, I made no secret. I'm I'm as pro proxy as they come with my with, I, 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 with my Pioneer League. I because it's still the shop owner's pioneer, but it's mine. Like yeah. my pioneer league, I'm pro proxy, and we're going to be pro proxy until that point. When that, if if in the event that I was ever told that league cannot be proxy anymore, I'd probably walk away. The the only downside, and I will say this, is there is a point at which you, the community, can be too proxy friendly. That's true. I agree with that. We're not anywhere near that. Yeah, but you don't but like you don't want to get slippery slope. Well, the big the biggest thing is is I mean. Watsi is a profit-seeking enterprise. Yep. If it's no longer profitable to make magic cards because people just print them, they'll stop making them. I would love to see a but world. But that's in a very extreme oh, yeah. situation. We're way away from that. What if, hypothetically, we got to a world where a tournament said um, every card that was over $75, you could proxy? I don't think Watsi will ever sanction proxies. Oh, no, 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 no. no. But no I, don't I get feel- me wrong. I don't care what Watsi says. But in your world, and this is a good example, where we get to a world where the, most of the events are run privately anyway, because yeah. Watsi doesn't, I mean, Watsi's ditched it over to, to SCG and Channel Fireball. Yeah, well, eh, not <laughs> Channel Fireball yeah. anymore. But we get to we get to privately run tournaments. Yep. And we, because you're right, I we need, a, we need, I'd like Watsi to keep making money. I like them, I want them to stay in business, I guess. And I do like playing with people who have some skin in the game, people who are invested in this a little bit. And so maybe we move to a world where like, the high end, the upper end of cards that Watsi refuses to reprint or refuses to print enough supply of, you can proxy those. Yeah. You can't proxy your $10 cards, your $5 cards, your $15 cards. If you can't, if you're here to play Legacy or Modern and you can't scrounge together a few hundred bucks for a deck, you're, you're, I, I, I feel, I don't want to like discriminate against people, but you're not as serious about this. And I kind of want to play a serious event. Yep. The, I, as far as like the, you, the way you actually go about executing that, I'm a big fan of the like, you get 10 proxies. Yeah, something like that. I think that's the cleanest way to do it. That's a good. Like, way. That's a good point. If too. ten proxies is enough for a legacy deck, it's enough for a modern deck. Uh huh. Like, yeah, that's just a good all point. Is it is? It's ten proxies usually hits your big dual lands. It and gets your the expect- duels and your force of wills. Yeah, that's basically it's, or your or you know your lions, if you're playing, eye your lion's eye diamonds or your tabernacle or yeah. you know your guy's cradle. Like, if we're gonna if, to be a fine tooth comb, I'd bump it to fifteen. But yes, some number less than thirty right. of proxies. Yeah, that's a that's a really good way to look at it. So, and the, and here's I so I, people are gonna yell at me for like shitting on people who are poor, and I'm not. Um, but I'm gonna give an example that Matt gave me uh, to express why it's important. It's important to have stakes, and it's important to be invested. What was the guy, Kevin Smith? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a po- Kevin Smith used to have a forum. It was an open forum; people could talk, and it was one of the most vile, disgusting places on the internet of racism, hatred, bigotry, it, all the bad things, just disgusting things you find on the internet. Yep. 
he put a $1 entry fee to get into his forum. You have to pay a dollar to be there. And that stuff cleaned up overnight. Yep. That's the the phrase I've been leaning into lately is people like to knock gatekeeping, but gates are built for a reason. Yeah. Like, like if, if there's no buy-in at these magic tournaments, we will get the worst people that are just there to ruin our days. And keep in mind, while the people that are just there to ruin your day are not paying anything, you might be sitting down with a $2,000 deck or a or $1,100 mm-hmm. modern deck or even a $400 pioneer deck. Like having some stake in this is kind of important for yep. these larger events. When I'm bringing thousands of dollars in cards, I'm I'm flying to an event. I'm getting a hotel room. I drove four hours to get here. People having stakes is someone important. And if we move to a world where it's all proxies all the time, we do lose that stakes. And what comes with that is some of the worst in people. Yep. And I'm not saying magic players. Well, it I'm saying the worst in because people. there's still plenty of assholes that show yes, up. Yes, of course. Of but course, it's of course. just it's one of those things where it's like when there's you're gonna get more of when them. When they can do it for free. When they or essentially for free, free. Yep. Then they can it's you'll get more of them. And you know, I don't want I don't want decks to cost two grand, three grand. No, it's stupid. But uh, if they cost there's there is a cost to them costing nothing. Yeah. Well and again, so let's just say let's just we're gonna go like Fairyland here, right? Sure. Watsy can make money somehow, even though everyone prints their cards. Sure. So the cards still. How do local game stores make money? Great Selling point. Mountain Dew. Because I I want my local <laughs> card shop. I mean, part of the reason I like having this this pioneer event, and I think part of the reason why uh, the Sage Shop helps me is like it brings money in. Yep. People show up, they play, they get some winnings, and they go buy a bunch of cards. And usually, I bet they spend more than they win. Well, and the big thing is this: one of the things that I like about the way we've you primarily, but I say we because it's a group. With the Pioneer thing, is like people show up with a proxy deck, they play it for a couple weeks, and then they start to buy in yep. because most people still want to own the cards. Yep. You usually see those decks slowly sort of get filled out with cards. Right, and that's that to me is the appropriate level of proxying where yep. like you that's proxy stuff use. to play with with the intention of in the future, yeah. if you are able, getting that well, card. And I mean, what... In, in a world where money is not, let's say, incredibly tight, but it's not, you know, it's it's not infinite. You know, what's what's a great way to keep you from buying into a five hundred dollar deck? I don't know if I'm gonna like it. Right. I don't know if I'm gonna like the people I play with. I might show up to Pioneer one night and it's a bunch of assholes, and I don't even like this deck. Well, we know there's one or two there every week. Every week I'm there. <laughs> yep. You gotta live with. You gotta deal with me if you want to come play, because I'm there every week. And he's loud. And I'm loud. <laughs> but we have a good time. Yeah. We have fun. But yeah, like the best way to talk someone out of buying into a format is like, are you going to enjoy the deck you're buying? Because you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's exactly what happened to me when I got into Legacy initially. Everyone was like, just proxy it. I'm like, I understand that is a fantastic rule for the general public. Yeah. I've been playing some variant of yes. elves for 15 years. You are the exception, right? So like, I didn't proxy mine. Yeah. But, but we've had lots of people. Come I mean, proxy. you and, did. Like, yep, I proxied my proxied, first Legacy deck. Yep. I pro- I'm holding a proxy deck right now that we I'm had filling a out. Legacy Gauntlet that we yep. just played a bunch of stuff. Like we've had a couple of people come in and they'll proxy a deck up and they'll play a, they'll, they'll play a few different decks. They'll bounce around a little bit. I think it's more fun. But yeah, I didn't mean to create a giant tangent or you know another <laughs> topic, but we're on the end of the episode. Most people tune out by now anyway, and they leave. That's fair. Um, I can't blame them. But uh, the other thing about it is like I'm managing at small scale, and it's very different managing a system at small scale versus yeah. trying to manage. If we had like a, let's say a statewide organization that was running on full proxy, it, things start falling apart at scale. But where I am locally, it works great. Yeah, and there's a lot of perks to you. Proxy. Just follow the rule of don't be a dick. 
That's and that's like that's a spoken rule there. I about every like three or four weeks I say it out loud where it's like I I kind of reserve the right to kick anybody out. And if anyone here is going to be an asshole, like you're just not welcome. You here. don't come. Yeah, you're not allowed to play here. Like I get being a little salty. You, I lose and I get a little salty. You can go play, you know, over in the corner with yeah. other people, but this league yeah. right here is. If you want to be a little salty and be mad at yourself for making a mistake, blah blah. blah. But see, if you point that at your opponent, or you want to be an asshole to someone, or you want to throw shit around, or you don't have to be here. And I'm allowed to kick people out of my pioneer. That's and, called a gate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a little bit of gatekeeping, yeah. and on this side of the gate there are non-assholes. Absolutely should be. Yeah. I'm pro-gate. <laughs> yeah. Pro, at least that one. Many gates. All righty, Matt. Was there anything else? Nope. I'm all gated out. All right. Well, one more shout-out to our patrons. Uh, we really appreciate you guys so much. You help us. Guys and girls, you help us put the show together every week, and it means a lot. Uh, it means almost as much just getting to talk to you guys in the Discord. We love it very, very much. So thank you. If anyone else wants to hop in and help support us, it is Patreon forward slash or Patreon.com forward slash Cantrip Cartel. Uh, if you want to email us, email us at Cantrip Cartel. No one emailed us this week. We don't get to shout anybody out special. If you email us, we'll shout you out. It's a hundred percent success. It's a hundred percent success rate. The EV is quite high. Well, <laughs> if you send the us an email, rate is high, quite high. <laughs> the success rate is definitely how much value you get. Out you of email it. us, we'll talk about it. Uh, but cantripcartel at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group at Cantrip Cartel, which we don't do a ton in, but it's also a great way to reach out to us. I see all that stuff. And Twitter, same thing. You send me this thing on Twitter, I will see it. Uh, Cantrip Cartel at Twitter, also on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if Matt will see that. He may or may the not. Instagram, I check every day. There you go. So if you send on Instagram, he'll check. He'll but see I, it also. I deleted Twitter and Facebook and. Matt has All been slowly stuff. working on removing himself from the internet in the best way possible. Yeah. So the toxic place. It can be. It definitely can be. But when I seek out the toxicity, so that's it's not good for me. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking troll if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I I don't even participate in the trolling because I'm too nervous to actually troll people. <laughs> But I do love reading other people trolling And people. that's all I've got for the week. So we will see you guys next week. Yep, have a nice night, guys. Let's just not even do one. No, we have to do one. Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Chicken Matt chatting meta games or slinging some spells. Casting elves, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time. They're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms are so fearsome, so scary, so legendary. Queer and rangers scrounge the sylvan libraries where the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhaled, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of Paradise sang, tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs, stopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their visions, doused in serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses. Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Strong cards with the Cantrip Cartel.